0: Hey there! Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast. I'm Heather Creekmore, and I am so glad that you're listening today. Today's topic may be a little different than some of the others you've heard recently, but today I am excited because my friend Sean Coons is with me to talk about body image and men. Now, before you're like, I'm not a man. I don't need to listen to this. I think that there's more here for you than you may expect because what I've noticed is that when the men around us are obsessing over body image, and they probably don't call it that, but when they're thinking about their calories and their diet and their exercise in an obsessive way – that seems to impact the way we think about it for ourselves. So today, Sean and I are going to talk about that and a few other things. There's some new exciting things happening on the Compared to Who blog that Sean is a part of, and uh, that's what's in store for today's show. So I hope you will listen. Let me tell you just a little bit about Sean. Sean Coons is an author, screenwriter, musician, and educator living in Redondo Beach, California with his wife and son. Sean's novel, Body, or How Hope Confronts Her Shadow and Calls the Flutter Girl to Flight, is an inspirational fiction comedy exploring body image and intuitive eating. Body offers readers a path to a healthier, more fulfilling life. Sean's second novel, Firefly, Let There Be Light, is a middle-grade adventure, and it'll be published by Black Rose Writing in October of 2021. Sean is written for The Atlantic Salon On ITSP Magazine, The Christian Post, and he's toured the U.S. and abroad as an entertainer. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back on.
0: So you've done an episode with me before where we talked about your story and we talked about body. And I just, I love the book Body. So if this is your first time to meet Sean and you're listening today, let me tell you guys, Body is a great fiction read, that will encourage your body image. And I think it was super hard probably for anyone to do that. But y'all, I was super impressed that a man (laughs) could capture our body image issues so well. So Sean, tell us a little bit more about body, the book, and then your story. Why did you write a book like this?
1: Sure, no, I'd be glad to. And, and uh, as you mentioned, it's a comedy in part, it, it probably has the feel of a romantic comedy, I suppose, though, the the, the focus isn't so much on romance, it's, it's more on body image, and it gets into intuitive eating. And uh, I tried to create a, a story, a fictional story that would be fun to read and entertaining, but at the same time, teach some really helpful lessons that I've learned in my own journey uh as as it relates to body image so uh you know the ridiculously long subtitle you read i tried to capture the humor even in that so it is supposed to be funny and <laughs> and i and i hope i hope people laugh when they read it but but when you get into the topic of as we all know if if you're listening to this and you struggle with this issue it can be a painful issue as well so it, it just yeah uh I find that humor is a way that I like to interact with subjects. And so I, I brought that into this story. And and basically it it follows the lives or the stories of three women. One's in her the main one is in her 30s. The niece of the protagonist is in her late teens. And then there's a mentor type character who's in her 50s. And and so through these three characters, we get to look at look at how the culture is promoting certain messages about body image and and how we internalize that and how we jump through all these hoops to try to, to meet that impossible image and what that means to us. And so I, I tried to just get in there and, and dig through, through some of these messy issues, but hopefully offer some clarity on, on a way to navigate this culture and in a healthier way. And in a way that's not only more satisfying to ourselves in our daily lives, but honoring to God at the same time. And so that's, that's what body is about.
0: I, I love that. And so I said this before when we talked before, but you first sent it to me and I was like, oh boy, what is this going to be? <laughs> And then I read it and I, well, actually I read it, I think all in one sitting, maybe, maybe two days at the most, because I was so engaged with the characters and I'll tell you, so I just got some new pictures done and I was looking for someone to touch them up just a little bit with, you know, stray hairs, that kind of thing. And I couldn't stop thinking about your main character, Hope, because her profession, or at least part of her profession is, is Photoshopping images. And, and that's what I was thinking of. So it left quite an impression on me, Sean.
1: I was really excited when I, when I discovered you and your book, because I feel that they, they are promoting such a similar message. It was like, uh, just an amazing, refreshing thing to find that, that you've, you've written the, the nonfiction version in a sense, at least touching on those same issues. So yeah, it's, it was exciting to connect.
0: Yeah, well, and I I tell you, I think we learn through story. Mm -hmm. So if this is an issue that is still weighing on you, maybe you've read my books, um, you know, and you still, you know, especially as summer comes, (laughs) find yourself in, in a place where you're like, oh, I'm just struggling again i would say sean's book body would be an awesome summer read it's your pool read it's your beach read it's fiction so you'll still feel like you know you're able to escape into a story but it will encourage your body image so this is this is my commercial friends go go get this book download it buy it on amazon all the places Um, you'll want to read this book this summer and then you have another book coming out too sean called firefly and this is for middle school age kids and my son is reading it now and he loves the book will you tell us just a smidge about that
1: sure it's called firefly and uh, i my my son is 10 years old about to turn 11 and i a few years ago thought how fun would that be to write a book for his age that Mm -hmm. middle grade 8 to 12 years old age range and so i wrote that book and it's as as you know, I'm sure it's hard to get books published. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, even if I can't get this published, I'll at least print it up and read it to him myself. I yeah. have an audience guaranteed of one and he's going <laughs> to have fun with this book. So I I did that and I wrote it and I finished it. And I'm really excited that it is actually getting published so that we can share it with other families. And uh, as I got to share it with him, it's, uh, it takes place in a critter world. Uh, it stars a firefly who just gained the ability to fly and illuminate. And it's all gone to his head. So he's gotten a little cocky. He has some things to learn and he ends up on this wild adventure with his friends. He ends up, uh, starts off in the blue Ridge mountains, ends up in the Texas deserts out, out by where you live. And mm-hmm. so, uh, it's just hopefully a very fun adventure for kids to read. Uh, it's, it's theme. I won't give too much away, but it's theme is about courage. Uh, something I think we all need, of course, and especially yeah. our young people. So, so I'm really excited about that coming out this October.
0: Yeah, I love that. And like I said, my son's 11, and he's loving the book. So, if you have a student, a child in that age range, I would encourage you watch for this in October. I think I think your kids are really going to like it. So today, Sean, we're going to talk about how men struggle in this whole body image arena now you talked about this last time you were on the show but would you give us just kind of a quick overview of what it looked like for you when you were struggling with your body image sure sure i i uh ever
1: since i was i don't know maybe young teens i i think i became very self-conscious about how i looked as as many of us do and uh that that kind of became a, a part of who i was and how i presented myself and uh as i got into my early twenties, I actually gained a lot of weight. And so that certainly didn't help, uh help in my case. And so I decided to do something about that. And I did do something about that. I lost the weight. I got in good shape. I I did all those things. I, I was very strict in my eating habits. I became probably not probably I became obsessive about exercise. Mm-hmm. And enjoyed a lot of that. Some of it was a good motivation. I wanted to be healthier and I was being healthier than I was before, but I had shifted so far in the other direction that I, I hit the other end of unhealthy of being too conscious of what I was eating and too, too much time in the gym. I mean, there's a balance in life that I was, I was uh, throwing out of balance. And so that's, that's what led me to just thinking more deeply about this issue. Um, I spoke to other people about it. There was a woman that I uh, became friends with who is actually the reason that I ended up writing body because we were, we were looking to maybe uh, put a program together to help other people who struggle with these issues. So just, just digging into it and my own experience with it after, after going so deep into it with, Mm -hmm. with the exercise and the diet, um, I felt helped helped me come out the other side with a little bit of understanding of myself that I helped to share with other people of how to, how to get through this all in a healthy way, which is not an easy challenge given the way the culture presents these issues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So your background though, you have a background in psychology. Is that right?
1: Yeah. My academic background is in in psychology. Psychology.
0: psychology. So, so you knew to call this body image. Do you think most men know to put that name on it?
1: I don't think so probably i mean it's it's becoming more of an issue and you know and online you're seeing articles mm-hmm. pop up and things like that but just as far as how men look at themselves and talk about these things it never would have come up in those terms probably with yeah. my friends for example yeah.
0: so i mean so if you're a woman listening today it, it's an interesting spot to be in right because i i feel <laughs> i spent the weekend with some folks and and one of the men that i was with i would totally say has the body image obsession. He doesn't know it, but he totally does. And as I interacted with he and his wife this weekend, I couldn't help but think how his like tracking his calories at every single meal, nonstop talk about his diet and his food cheats and his food rules And his exercise and how many calories he was going to have to burn if he ate a piece of that dessert and all the things. And I couldn't help but look at his wife and think, huh, I wonder how this is affecting her body image right? Because I don't know, I think as women, now we, we tend to, Sean, you may have observed this in in real life, but hopefully your wife doesn't do this, but I'm afraid I do. Uh, We tend to assume things about what men are thinking (laughs) and project that onto them. And, but so I'm watching her and I'm thinking, I wonder if she feels like she needs to be more conscious about what she does because he is so obsessively conscious about it. And, you know, and I just, I feel like if you are listening to this and you're married to someone who is obsessing over this, and this is an issue, that's maybe a struggle for you. There's going to be some spillover. Uh, We talk about like being with other women who are talking about diets all the time, like how triggering that can be. But if, (laughs) if your husband is, is obsessing over it, I think, I think that this could be a challenge. So Sean, any thoughts on that? Like what kind of what's a wife to do or or are we totally wrong? Or are men not projecting this onto us? I, I'm gonna ask you to speak for all men again. <laughs> I've done that well, to you before. Speaking, <laughs> speaking
1: for all men. Uh, no, uh, I interesting. It's interesting you bring this up because I do distinctly remember this. I mean, for me, this was many years ago when I was in my gym days and all that, but but you you're putting your mind on a filter on your mind and it's how you're looking at your life. And yeah, and I'm not saying women aren't achievement oriented at all, but men can be hyper achievement oriented. And you start like your friend, you're describing every bite of food. Well, how does this factor into my workout and, and my muscle and all this stuff? If you're in on that track and you, you certainly do start looking at other people that way too. And in yeah. retrospect, I realized that yeah, I was I was definitely judging other people, not even not even necessarily on what they look like, but why aren't they in the gym two hours a day? You know, right. you just you kind of look at yourself and then you compare yourselves to others, and and then often in a judgmental way. So at, at the very least, I would think that a man or a woman who's who's uh, gone to that extreme on on how they're really looking at every bite of food and and their their exercise regimen is is sort of extreme that they are looking at other people that way to some degree. Um, right. And beyond, beyond that, though, even if they're not, because I think we even can be so self-absorbed, we're not <laughs> we're just right, really right. Truly <laughs> focused on our own <laughs> regimen. Like, no, this is all about me. Yeah. But even then, you're putting those thoughts out all the time. So you're going right. to be influencing the people around you that even if they hadn't been thinking of that, now they are thinking about that. Right. Right. So it's it's a it's a a negative overall because of because of that, you're shifting conversation and thoughts to things that you're overrepresenting body and exercise and diet and what we need to be thinking about. I I think
0: if the bottom line is this becomes idolatry, right? Like that's when we cross the line is when it becomes an idol. I think when you're serving an idol in some ways you do look around and you're like, what's wrong with you people for not serving the same idol? Like, obviously mm-hmm. yeah. this is, you know, the currency that we that we deal in, right? <laughs> this is my economy. My economy is you have to look good to get good or, or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. so if that's, if that's the motivation behind it, then yeah, I can't help but spill over. But, but men, I think, struggle. So there's, you know, there's maybe a common struggle with the weight thing, but men have some other more specific ways that they struggle with body image. Can you spell some of those out for me?
1: Right. Yeah. We we definitely have the weight issues. Some, some men feel overweight. Some feel like they never could put on enough weight. Mm. You hear, you hear that quite a bit too. Uh, Muscle, muscle size. Um, And what's funny is men even get so that, that do get obsessed with that. Even Build their bodies into shapes that probably your average woman wouldn't even find appealing, but they're just mm-hmm. so they get so right. again the achievement gets in there and the ego and the wanting to look a certain way. But but then there's the things like hair loss that's a more mm. typically more of a male issue. No one can see me while we're talking right now, but I have a completely chrome dome, so I can talk, <laughs> I can talk to this at length. Um, height height can be yeah. an issue for a lot of men um, and men women. I don't think it, it matters. We can be judgmental or anxious about these issues in ourselves, mm. even when others don't see it. It's not even about the the reality of what we might look like or come across to others, but just what are we focusing on that we're maybe distorting in our own minds. Right. So I think those are some of the things that men seem to uh, struggle with.
0: tired of comparing yourself to others? It's time to break free, my friend. Check out comparedtowho.me online and you'll find a ton of great resources, blog posts, videos, and so much more to help you stop comparing and start living. And make sure you sign up for my exclusive email list while you're there. I send my email friends things I don't send anyone else. You can also find out more about my brand new book, The Burden of Better, How a Comparison-Free Life Leads to Joy peace and rest. If you're tired of battling comparison, friend, I wrote this book just for you. Check it out right after this episode, of course. I don't know if I shared this last time we spoke or not, or if I wrote this somewhere, but I used to work with a guy and he was just really worried that he was small and thin. And that was just something that was constantly going through his head and i remember so this is a guy i worked with there was we had a water cooler beside kind of the counter in the kitchen of the place where we worked and we, i dropped a pen or something and he was like oh i'll get it i'm thinner exactly. <laughs> and i was mortified right i'm like oh this man just told me that he's thinner than i am and i took it as about me right but he meant it he meant it to kind of be like self-deprecating about him this was his issue it's a good reminder when I replay that in my brain that that men do struggle with this too. That men men think about it in just an opposite way, right? Like if a woman said, "I'll get it," I'm thinner, she would be trying to one up you. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, but when a man says it, that's that's not what it means at all. Um So yeah, well, so so you and I are collaborating, and I am excited about this. So this is gonna be the first time compared to who has ever had content for men on the blog. And I am just, I am excited and I'm honored, Sean, that, that you're willing to, to write for the blog on this issue, because as you and I searched the web, there's not a lot out there for men who are struggling, especially not a lot in the Christian arena. Sean, can you tell us, just give us a little sampling of what kind of articles we'll find on the blog that are specifically geared towards men?
1: Sure, sure. And I, I I am honored too. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm excited about it. And yes, when we when we searched online, not only was there not a lot, but what there was online for men often had, I, in my opinion, not very good advice. And, mm. it, and it usually was giving advice on how to enhance those physical issues and fix them when there's really something deeper that's broken if we are having big struggles with this. And so that's what I hope that the blog content is about is is not so much how to fix i mean how can you fix your height for example right right? Right. you can't fix that and um but you can use your own um upset feelings about that as an insight into how you are relating to yourself to others and to god and so what's, what's great about our struggles in life. And the Bible is clear on this is those are the places where God's going to be ministering to us most directly. Right. And so whether it's your, your hairline's receding or you're, you're not as tall as you wish you were, or your body doesn't look the way you want it to look to look. Yeah. Let's look at that. Let's talk about that. Are there any kind of healthy ways we can balance that out in our lives? But, but more importantly, what's the spiritual impact of that on ourselves and how can we use that? God, God will take a negative, whether it's the reality of one of those issues or just our own perception of it. And God will turn it into a positive, you know, where we're weak, he's strong. And so my hope is that regardless of the topic, uh, we want to offer some insights. I, I tend to try to offer a little humor just because mm-hmm. I again I like to make things fun, but but
0: ultimately Me too. I want to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that that, that that just helps us to to let some of the guards down, right? Right, right. Say, hey, life is funny and we are we, we can be funny about this and, and joke around. But at the end of the day, we want to be able to offer uh, readers some insight into how can God use this in your life to to draw closer to you because that's what he wants to do. And when we experience God's closeness, these issues kind of take their proper place in our lives, which is often way, way, way down on the priority list. Right. if not falling off that list altogether.
0: Right. Right. And I, as you were talking about how, just in the very beginning, how like a lot of what we found out there give bad advice. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. reminded of, so my, my middle son is, is, not very tall for his age and um and so he's actually done some internet searches of how to get taller (laughs) and one time he came and told me mom i need to like stretch like this for six minutes every day (laughs) i was like okay, let's try it. But I feel like that's akin to what's happening, you know, in, in the advice given and the limited amount of advice given is, is fix it with a physical solution. Right. And so, right. so what you're saying, you know, is, is so true. Like it, he can get taller and it's going to be the same heart issue. <laughs> right? Right. And, right. And so, so that's, what's so important here. I'm also thinking if you're listening today and you are maybe this isn't your husband that's having a challenge in Serena, maybe it's your son. I just want to encourage you to just remember that, you know, like Sean said, like I've said, like these are heart issues. And so helping them address the heart issues, even, you know, as soon as they're old enough to understand, is is super important. I'm thinking about this was years ago, but I had a teenage boy who was losing his hair reach out to me. And he was, he was telling me how, you know, he had looked everywhere online for some resources and my stuff was the stuff that he found to be most helpful, <laughs> um, out of everything out there. But so, you know, you may have a, a young son, a teenage son in your home who, you know, is starting to say things that reveal maybe he's having a struggle in this arena. So this, this could be a great place for you to send him to, um, we're hoping to have, you know, just a, a, a collection there of, of great articles that will be encouraging uh, and maybe more specifically encouraging to men than to women. Um, So I'm excited about that. Now, what if, Sean, let's go back to the scenario I talked about earlier. Okay, my friend who's married to a guy who is just obsessed with his calories and his exercise, how would you encourage – a wife who's in this spot a wife whose guy is is really struggling with body image maybe maybe it's not maybe it's not that maybe it's not that he's obsessed over it maybe maybe just feels bad about it and isn't doing anything but you know doesn't want to be intimate just stays away or just feels bad and and she knows it can can you offer any encouragement to her
1: Sure, I, I I think there's a lot of things we can do in in our relationships. I mean, the the marital relationship more than any other one could probably be helpful for a man or a woman on on body image issues. Mm-hmm. And I think the go to instinct is is uh, uh to to compliment the spouse on whatever you think they're struggling with. But and and there's there's definitely a place for that. We should be complimentary to each other and and, and offer some nice thoughts on on each other's looks. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again it it really shouldn't be the focus um i know there's some families where the spouses actually say negative things about each other's bodies so that would be probably the worst case scenario that would i would stop that one right away that's yeah. that's not going to help anybody out but really I, a lot of this i think comes down to we we focus on the exterior trying to promote to people an image that that probably reflects good qualities like like your friend you mentioned earlier he wants to look heroic Right. And, and he wants to look like what we think of as a, as a heroic man, someone who can protect and who someone who's strong. And so I think for a wife whose husband maybe is struggling with this would be to actually encourage. And, and if anything, complement those qualities mm-hmm. that are the, the true, the true internal qualities that, that, that the look is supposed to mirror. So, right. Does, does, your, is your husband a good husband? Is he a good father? Does he have integrity? Is he a good friend? Does he, does he exhibit the fruit of the spirit of all things, right? <laughs> all of yeah. those patience, and kindness and goodness, what you encourage you get more of. And so right. when you feel appreciated for those actual good qualities that, that you hopefully are embodying on the inside, then the focus on your body becomes less important to you. Right. So I, I think that's the the best track is really to focus on what the important things that we either value or we should value. You know, maybe we do value the exterior too much, even in, mm-hmm. in marriages sometimes, mm-hmm. but we know what we should value. Right. And I think we can encourage what we should value. Ultimately, in a, in a marriage that's two Christians, of course, we, we know our full value is in identifying with Christ. On the same hand, in scripture, God encourages humans to exhibit certain qualities and those qualities, those intangibles. I think when a, when a man feels that he's living up to those, I think he's going to be feeling a lot better about himself. And when he's feeling better about that part of his life, again, the exterior becomes less important.
0: Right. Yeah. That's brilliant, Sean. I love that because I mean, if you're a woman listening, you know that he can tell you, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, you look good. And if you're struggling with this, it doesn't matter. Those words just fall on deaf ears. <laughs> I mean, I have some clients that are like, well, actually speak back to their husbands and say, you just have to say that or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Turning the tables. Why would we expect it to work the other way? Why Why would that touch a heart in a meaningful way just to say, Oh, no, honey, you look fine. (laughs) Um, That's, that's it's not that's not where the struggle lies. And therefore, that's not where the answer lies. So I love that encouraging, encouraging those qualities that he's trying to emulate through, um, through looking a certain way. I think that's, that's great advice, Sean, I really like that. And, and again, if you want more great advice like this for the men in your life, (laughs) Go to the compared to blog because this is where Sean's going to be writing about this stuff. I think we're going to have we've got several posts that are up already, and we'll we'll be introducing more as as time goes on. But and there's a nice little library there to get started and there should be we're redesigning the website right now but there should be a tab or a image on the front page that will take you right to the the articles specifically for men. So you can go right to that section and i just i encourage you share it with your husband share it share it with the men in your life and ultimately this will (laughs) this will help you if you're someone who struggles with your body image if if the men around you can get some solid answers too i think this is a win-win for everyone well sean any final thoughts anything we didn't cover that I think is important to talk about on this subject? Uh, well,
1: regarding your your website and the posts that will be up there, I was thinking that it'll be fun if people send in questions too. Ooh. Those would be great to respond to and create posts in response to directly what, what people are wondering about and would like to read about. So I, I'd like to add that, that send those yes. thoughts in and we'll try to produce content that... answers those questions
0: yes that's awesome so on that page there will be a place for you to do that a link for you to do that so that is awesome that's great reminder thanks sean yeah send those in or even you know if you have questions it's maybe not the man in your life that has questions but maybe you have questions for him go ahead send those too (laughs) we're we're open so uh well that's awesome well sean Thanks so much for being on the show today and for uh, helping us broaden the library at compared to who to have some great resources for men. I appreciate that.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Heather. It's been a pleasure talking to you and, and to your readers and listeners again. And, uh, just look forward to to doing this again and to putting some some good stories out there. So thank you for this opportunity.
0: Yeah, and so before we get off, where can people connect with you to find body, and and to connect with your writing?
1: Uh, well, I have a website, seancoons.com. dot uh, It's s e a n c o o n s dot com, and then I'm on Twitter at uh, same thing at Sean Coons, and I post some things there. I have a Facebook writer page. You can search me on there. All those are linked on my website, so that's probably a good starting place. And then, as you mentioned, my book body is on amazon barnes and noble and and those uh online sellers
0: all the places awesome and i'll have links in the show notes to sean's site so you can connect with him and and also have links directly to body because like i said i want you to get this book for the summer read this book this summer okay well sean thank you so much for being on the show today and thank you, Heather. Thank you for listening today i hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey.
1: Are you concerned about tensions in the Middle East? Do you wonder
0: where we're currently at in the biblical timeline? Are we really in the last days? Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Carl Muller with the Inside the Epicenter podcast. Every week, my
1: co-host, bestselling author Joel Rosenberg, and I answer those questions and more. You'll hear inside knowledge of our meetings with leaders at the highest levels of government, in the U.S., Israel, and the Middle East, equipping you to filter the news with biblically sound insights. Find Inside
0: the Epicenter on your favorite podcast app or go to joshuafund.com to listen and subscribe.